Matt, what up? You probably saw him on Last Chance U, seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independent to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion as well. You fucking slap dicks. Fucking slap Down the brass tass, question the ass, was deep all in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her. So she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody going to say shit about JB. I've got a chip on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back Hello, everybody. Happy Monday from the Coach JB Show. I'm Sarah Blake. I'm also a winner, and Florida is a loser. So hopefully our guest today, Zach Smith, can burn his Florida gear. I will send the matches to his wife. But without further ado, let me introduce you to my favorite person and your favorite person ever, Coach JB. What up, what up, Sarah? What up? Man, Hello. you and Zach can have your beef. Uh, Zach's already ready to go. Uh, I just want to start off the show. Uh, appreciate everybody. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. The show's growing. I was already in this morning. We had two, 300 people in here this morning, so Ooh. shout out to you guys. Uh, we had Clint Sterner on, talked all about quarterback play. Uh, this episode of the Coach AB Show with Sarah Blake's brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BLEAV50. Believe 50 um, and get all your bets in. Monday Night Football is here. Major League Baseball is about to hit the playoffs. Plus, we have all the college football and NFL Saturdays and Sundays. Join it. BetOnline.ag where the game starts. Uh, I'm going to get you started with the quote of the day real quick before we get Zach in here. And uh, make sure we use his time wisely. We are what we do, not what we say we do. So stop paying these coaches $10 million fucking dollars. They are who we are, what we thought they were. They're not shit. I don't understand how Mel Tucker makes so much fucking money. But we're going to get into it and uh, dive into all things uh, with Zach and all college football, all NFL, all everything. Me and Sarah will dive into it as well. Plus, the AP Top 25 is out. So I got to get in, and let's get further ado. Let's get Zach in here. Zach Smith joins the show. Minister Sports, make sure you're following him over there. He does not like anybody named Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, or Michigan Blue. Uh, what up, dog? What up, man? Hey, hey man. Sarah, how are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> Never better? <laughs> Never better. Hey. Right. Zach, I was about to fucking shit and little piss and laugh, and they gave up that game, which they were on the way to doing. I was no. about to laugh my ass off. 
Hey, you know what? That it would have been the most Tennessee thing ever because they yes. They have found a way to lose to Florida on some ways. You're like, how the fuck did they just do that? Like, and they, they at the end, it, it started reeling a little bit, and I was like, it can't happen again, right? It not this is not the year it's going to happen again, is it? But hey. it didn't. they pulled it out. Mad respect to the Volunteers. No doubt, no doubt. Let me ask you something, Zach. Getting into this uh, Menace Monday, make sure you follow Zach Minister Sports TikTok. Uh, IG, Twitter, and on YouTube, his show, Minister Sports, every day. Um, brings great content to the table, all college football uh, inclusive. Let me ask you, did DJ prove something to you or anything to you at all over this weekend? I know it's one game, yeah. and you know me. I ain't saying shit uh, positive about anybody because I'm the naysayer on Twitter. But does did, he- DJ, did DJ prove anything? So he, he, he proved a lot, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I haven't changed my opinion on him. I've, I've just shifted a lot of the blame onto Dabo's cousins, you know, Dabo's family reunion staff, like all these little little nerdy white kids that are on his offensive staff who they brought C.J. Spiller to be the running back coach. It's like they brought their one black friend so everyone didn't know they weren't racist, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's Dabo's offensive staff, and it, it's, it's awful. I mean, it, I watched that game, and I watched the film this morning, and what they're doing on offense is just – I mean, it's just bad football. Archaic. And DJ, DJ's – He's not thriving. He's not succeeding, but he's he's looking okay despite of that. And and the, the biggest thing I've never heard of this in college football. They had twenty three third down attempts against Wake. Twenty three in one game. How good is their first and second down offense? If you got to go for third down on twenty three times in a game, how the fuck is that even real? It's it I it's like blown away. Well, so how many because plays they, did they run? Do you know? I don't. I didn't look how many plays. They At least ninety. Question. At least ninety. Gotta be. I mean, because you had be. 23 first down or third downs. You're, you're fucking, that's 93, 99 plays right there, right? Yeah, it's 99, just first, second, and third. They had a couple fourth downs too. So, I mean, they, they had 100 plays, but the fact that you're so bad on first and second down, you can't blame DJ. That's the run game. That's the scheme. That's everything else. Um, but he, he played well, I thought. I mean, they had 10 penalties for 120 yards. So they don't, they just don't look like a well coached team. And I think the biggest problem Clemson has is they've never been really well coached on offense. They've had some generational quarterbacks and some badass defenses with Brent Venables. Venables is gone. Trevor Lawrence is gone. And now DJ's out there fighting for his life. I mean, it's it's bad. Hey, so if all the SEC games are canceled this week from what rumors are starting to spread, um, I just saw a report on Twitter because uh, of these hurricanes or whatever. Do they get to pick up another game and, and get to play like Mercer again? I don't know what they'll do. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine they'll try to There's reschedule. No like, hurricane. <laughs> oh shit! I heard. Yeah, I heard Florida Georgia games are being canceled. That, I'd imagine they will. I mean, especially you know South Florida, may, maybe Gainesville. I don't know. Gainesville's so far inland, it would have to be pretty bad and hit on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you uh, if, if they're real or if they're the real deal or they're not. Um, is USC for real? Um, you know, I, I I think they can be. They did they did what Lincoln Riley's teams have always done. They play they play an opponent that they probably should beat pretty handedly, and they show up and look like there was no motivation, no energy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Corvallis at night that's not an easy place to play, but a three point win over a team that they're far superior talented to. It, Lincoln's done that forever. Oklahoma go out and fuck around with Kansas or Kansas State. I mean, like Oklahoma just did. <laughs> they just lost to Kansas State. I mean, that's Lincoln's program's always been known for that, and I don't, I don't think he does a great job outside of primetime games. I mean, when USC, like UCLA is undefeated, when USC plays UCLA or Notre Dame or 
you know, the Pac-12 championship, they're going to be up. So as long as they don't go full on fuck the whole season up, I, I think they can squeak by. And if they're undefeated, you know they're in the playoffs. So it as long as they win, just win and you're in, right? Is Washington for real? They look for real. Um, you know, they they beat the brakes off of Michigan State. They, uh, I mean, they they they're impressive. And it, it's funny because it just shows how bad Indiana is. That Michael Penix Jr. was just he was an average quarterback at Indiana. He goes out to Washington and he's lighting shit up. Um, hey, by the way, you know that's his OC. Oh yeah, went oh, to yeah. Washington with him when he was balling, and now he's at Washington, yeah. and now he's doing great. Which that's the luxury of the transfer portal, right? You're in a bad situation. You're like, fuck it. I used to be in a good situation. I'm going to jump It's crazy. Over here. It's crazy. My tight end's at Washington from Indy. Uh, he was a Seattle kid, so he went back home. Uh, yeah. And, and, and from what they looked like last year, under the complete slapdick of all slapdicks, to what they are now, um, blows my mind. Because um, there's no way they just uprooted 100 players. They just brought in key guys. There's no way that roster's flipped completely up inside down. I know that you can flip a roster with the portal era, but I see a lot of players there, that right? I saw last year. Yeah, you got to have something there. It's like you can't – you can go get a – like USC did it, right? They went and got a quarterback, a bunch of receivers. They, they got some pieces, but they didn't bring in 40 kids that all start now. Like how fucking bad do you have to be at Washington? How bad were you as a coach last year for Washington to be that shitty? Um, yeah, I don't – it's 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 wild. And I've learned a lot about Washington since there was rumors they were going to join the Big Ten. I was pretty unfamiliar with them. You know, coaching where I've coached, Florida, Ohio State, you don't know shit about Washington. Right. Um, and I've learned a lot about them this offseason, and it, it is kind of mind-blowing that – that they were as bad as they were. Fuck me. Um, Sarah, just anytime you want to talk, I'm just I'm going down this list I have for Zach. If Utah does Utah make the playoffs if they run the table? No way. Really? So if they really they, if they no win way. out, you don't think they make it? No, because Florida's gonna be a five loss team, and, and I get it, it's a week one loss, but they're gonna find someone that has a bigger market and bigger dollar amounts. A second SEC team, Michigan, if they have one loss, like someone is – or Clemson, if Clemson drops a game to NC State or Florida State, I mean, they're going to put those powers in over Utah. I think you, for Utah to get in the the, the dance, they got to go undefeated. They just don't have the brand and the power for it. I agree. I'm with you on that. Um, I think Florida's going to shit the bed and lose six, seven games, and, and, and they're going to say, well, you lost to them in Florida. I understand it, but – they weren't a good enough team. Um, the only <laughs> shot they have is if they beat SC by fifty. Yeah, I mean if they if, if they beat SC and, and that's SC's one loss, and then whoever else they have to beat, I don't even. I guess Washington would be the other one, right? That would be a quality win. Um, but it's yeah. tough. I mean, it, they, I did a whole episode on it. The College Football Playoff Committee is full of a bunch of people that have no clue anything about football. So should Utah get in with a week one loss to Florida? Probably if they went out. But these people don't know football, and it's all about dollar amounts. There's no, there's not enough money behind Utah to, to get in the playoffs. As long as there's another, you know, if everyone else loses two games, then they're in. You mean but, Condoleezza Rice don't know what the fuck she's doing? <laughs> she, she's got a clue, you know. She probably hooked up with some football players back in the day. That's about as close as she got. <laughs> hey, Sarah, we got Georgia. Problem in, in Georgia, Houston. They struggle with fucking mighty Kent State. Where, where are we at with that? Is that something... Is that something to worry about, you two, or nothing to worry about? They were looking past it. I mean, I hope it's something to worry about. I, I think, <laughs> I mean, Kent State is a far far inferior to the rest of 
of Georgia's roster. And I've been a part of teams that you go play a Mac team like that. And it's just like dead as fuck. You, you're a couple guys aren't playing. Cause you think you're just going to skate through. I, right. They were so impressive in the first three games that I'm not giving them a pass, but I don't think they're on Bama and Ohio state's level yet. And I think they're very suspect to lose to a Tennessee or, you know, ultimately just lose to Bama. If they do beat Tennessee, I just don't know if they're a real contender this year. Interesting. Is KU for real in that conference? That's what, no. So my co-host asked me this morning, he said, how <laughs> fucked up is this world that the Big 12, the path to the Big 12 championship runs through Lawrence, Kansas? <laughs> but they, I mean, come on. They haven't beat a ranked team. No, they haven't. But so all they can do is beat, all they can do is beat the teams they played, right? And it's Florida Kansas. would run through them. Who would? Florida. Yeah, Florida probably would run through Kansas, but I don't think but, so. I don't think so. Uh, Flo- uh, the Florida team that Tennessee played, yes. I think KU yeah, beat Tennessee. So anyway, um, no way. Hey, <laughs> Zach, does does Deion Sanders chipping at me? Hey, does he Deion Sanders take the Georgia Tech job? What would you say? Does Deion Sanders take the Georgia Tech job? Him or Urban no. Meyer? Urban no. Meyer? Really? Hotlanta, NIL. Scott Frost. I'm just kidding. Scott Frost. <laughs> Is that a real take? I don't think Urban. I don't think Urban will take it, but um, but I but I know he would be interested in it. His daughter graduated from Georgia Tech. He loves Atlanta. He loves the state of Georgia, and he would love nothing more than to become a rival in SEC country without having to like full on get naked in the SEC party. You know what I mean? Like he'd be down there, kind of rivals with Georgia. He'd be recruiting against Saban, but he doesn't have to play him every single year, at least not Alabama. And so I, I think it would be – it's interesting because with the NIL era, and the only thing holding them back is those damn calculus courses that every kid has to has to take. The whole reason Jameer Gibbs went to Alabama is like, he got to take three calculus classes to be eligible. You're like, fuck me. That's awful. No, nah, interesting. I know Dion's name is going to be thrown in this thing because oh, yeah. he played there. He's 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 not too far away, and no doubt. Uh, you know, um, let me ask you this, uh, both of you guys, because I know Sarah is going to uh, give us her take. Georgia number one, <laughs> AP twenty five. Alabama's two. Ohio State comes in at three with Michigan four. Clemson five. SC breaks in at six. You got Kentucky, then Tennessee seven and eight. Oklahoma State at nine, NC State moves up to ten above Penn State, who's four and zero, and then Utah, Oregon at twelve and thirteen, ahead of undefeated Ole Miss in Washington. Um, I find it interesting that Pittsburgh, who struggled mildly with the West Virginia, who KU destroyed later in the game and was down twenty eight three, and K State has lost a game. Um, beating Oklahoma bumped them ahead of KU. Interesting that KU's not in the top 25, and even though BYU's lost a game as well to an Oregon team that got destroyed by Georgia. I'm surprised to see Oregon that high. I'm surprised to see KU not in there for the first time, and it just makes it harder on Lance to got to win that one more game. We got to see KU in the top 25, right? Why uh, would KU be in the top 25 right now? They have not beat a ranked team. Well, who's Tennessee beat? Well, two ranked team? teams. We are the only team or in the I'm, nation who has beat two ranked teams. Those ranked is, teams who, are but, fabrication. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but but who has Ole Miss beat? Nobody. Ole Miss has beat Troy, Central Arkansas, Tulsa, and Georgia Tech, who just got fired. They struggle I mean, with resume. Tulsa. They struggle with resume. Tulsa. Right. 
And so it's it, it, Ole Miss is in there because they're in the SEC. That's just what it is. If Kansas ends up being five, six, and zero, oh, they'll jump in there. But these rankings are such bullshit. It doesn't matter till week eight. Half these teams are going to fall out of the top twenty-five, and 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 they'll get replaced with another half of the country. Let me it's let just, me let me bring this to you. If we were the commissioner, if you and Sarah were co-commissioners along with Condoleezza Rice, and we came up with, we came up with a plan. Would you agree or disagree if I was the the main stakeholder and I said, Zach, Sarah, I want to put it to vote. Let's not rake anybody until week six of the college football season. Would you agree or disagree with it? No, I, I, they already do it, right? I mean, they, they already do it with the college football playoff ranking coming out week right. eight. And the rest of this bullshit is all for TV ratings just so they can, they yes. can claim this other bullshit. Like, oh, number... Like number two, Ohio State versus number five, Notre Dame. You're like, you just did that shit so people would tune in. Like, it was so fraudulent. And it always is. Every year it is. So, I mean, I would vote for it, but the TV revenue people would make up their own ranking system outside of the college football because that's what they already do. Nah, I agree. I, I kind of like it. We were talking to a couple of buddies of mine, Pat Perez, live golfer. We were talking over the weekend, getting super fucked up. And I was like, look. If you didn't rank the teams for weeks, six weeks, the regular AP, I would find it very, very interesting. I think you'd have a much better roll of the dice at the end of the day after six weeks and say, okay, here we go first. Oh, yeah. Not BCS, just our regular first AP yeah. row. You know, and, and now you've got an evaluation of what is really out there. Um, I kind of like it. Um, hey, I had Clint Turner on today, uh, played for the Cowboys, Arkansas Razorback, who fumbled it against Tennessee. I had to bring it up. Uh, they made that that show greater on on Netflix about the the uh, the uh, old lineman who was a walk on that made it an All American got drafted got killed in a car crash. Clint was the quarterback of that Arkansas team. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about it in depth today. I asked him these questions. I, I told him I wanted to ask Zach. I wanted to ask you this: Are these coaches worth the money? Yay or nay? And I'm just gonna just give me a yay or nay. You can give me a one sentence: Why or why not? And mm-hmm. and Sarah can rebuttal you. Uh, a Mel Tucker worth the money or not? Um, so obviously no, but he got paid <laughs> that money because Michigan State thought he might be a great coach, and he would have gotten that money somewhere else. So it was just, it was a pay to keep salary. It wasn't like he's earned this or is worth this. It was more like we're going to pay him to keep him. You agree, Sarah? I agree. This is my thing. Colorado, that's how bad they are. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't pay you anything. You leave, get paid a bunch of money, and does was he really that bad at Colorado too? <laughs> uh, Dabo Sweeney, yay or nay, worth the money? I mean, he's earned that money. He's not going to be worth it moving forward, but he has earned it. Hey, so I, you, would say, I, you would say yes when he got it, but that, in three years, they're going to be like, damn, how much do we have to pay him? <laughs> to buy right. that, that is why I tell people all the time in defense of Zach that people want to come in, you know, you know me, fuck, I think I get more hated on any human on earth. I think Zach's number two. Um, <laughs> I, I, Zach tells it the, the way it is, the same as me. I said he's earned the money. I mean, he's won two natties beating Alabama. I think he's earned it, but is it really him? We're going to find out if Venables is a key component to that and has recruiting taken a hit due to the portal. We're going to see. I agree. Um, I don't know what Sarah thinks on Dabo, but. He's earned it. I, I agree with that. Um, all right. Here's C. Kirby Smart. 
Is he worth the money? Yay or nay? Yeah. I mean, he's yes. worth the money for sure. Mm-hmm. He's got one and he's been there, what, four? And he's been, and, he, and you could tell he's built Georgia into a different monster than it ever was before. Yes. Okay. Jimbo Fisher. No. No. And he's got a natty. No. He's got a natty, but it was a, I think it was an inherited roster for the natty, and he's done absolutely nothing since. I do agree with Clint Sterner this morning on his take. He's very similar to us. He's like, what, you know, I judge guys with what they do after, and, and I have yet to see compare, so, so-called. so Jimbo's the guru, right? I've yet to see a quarterback that's left him excel in the NFL. I've, I've yet to see a guy really excel leaving his program and excel in the NFL. And uh, I do t- I believe Clint on that one. So we all agree a no on that. Mario Cristobal. Yay or oh, nay? No. I mean, it, again, that was that was the price tag to get him to come from Oregon. That, it, he didn't he's not worth that money other than the fact that they needed to they needed to take him from a place that was paying him well, so they didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> right. And, and 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 you just can't lose to Middle Tennessee. Not not only can oh. you not lose to him, the quarterback fucking threw for a, a record 500 yards. He probably just got on fucking Mel Kiper's draft board off of your horrible oh, defense. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Freeman, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, yay or nay? No, absolutely not. First time head coach. I mean, that, that was. I I'll, I'll never understand that one. Um, he didn't, he hadn't earned it yet. I guess that's not fair. I understand it. They, they watched the trend of all these other coordinators, right? Dabo Sweeney, Lincoln Riley, Ryan day, Kirby smart, never been head coaches that, that took over and had a ton of success or at least some success. And so they were trying to f- f- follow the mold. And, um, it, it, it looks honestly, it's hard for me to say he's not worth it because I think they handicapped him so hard when they gave him the money, gave him the job, and told him he had to keep Tommy Reese as the OC. Like, you can't fucking right. do that. You can't do that. So I'm, I'm of the opinion. I, I'm not judging Marcus Freeman. I'm, I'm saying Notre Dame fucked this whole thing up, and let's see what happens when he can get rid of Tommy Reese and bring in a coordinator and build an actual program the way he wants. The way he – yes, that's exactly what my opinion is. If he gets to do it the way he wants and he gets to hire a staff that he wants to without it being micromanaged, I think you would see something totally different. Maybe. Yeah. You know, um, that's Notre Dame. Notre Dame's always been that. They've been this elitist university that's like, well, they hired a coordinator. What's he going to do? Tell him no, that he wants to hire a coordinator. No, he's like, I'm going to be the head coach of Notre Dame. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if you want to keep right. Tommy Reese, I'll do it. Nah, uh, your favorite accent, Mr. Accent himself, Brian Kelly. Worth the money, yay or nay? Absolutely not. Uh, Absolutely not. We all agree to that. We're going to move right on to the next one. Uh, last one, Lincoln Riley, yay or nay? I mean, uh, yeah. Yes. I think he is. If if no other reason, then there's no way Lincoln Riley's in LA right now if they didn't pay it. I mean, he had a he had a blue blood job. He had a top job. So they had to pay him that. And he he earned that just by having success at Oklahoma. Man, I just I just I don't know, man. It's hard to agree on that one. Cause I don't to me it's like, have we accepted mediocrity as the new greatness? Because I like I was just having Jason Whitlock show I just got off his show and I'm like have we accepted mediocrity as greatness? Because they're all anointing. I asked, I asked him the same question. I said, Josh Allen, deserve the bag or no? Of course he does. Why? Yes. I asked why. And people get quiet when I ask why. Because what has he done? Like, 
Big time players make big plays in big games. He skipped through a winning touchdown yesterday to the feet of a guy because he wasn't ready to throw. He had no idea where he was throwing, and he depended on his arm at the end of the day when he's not even ready with his feet. And everyone hates on me because I said, this motherfucker is yet to prove he can either A, beat Mahomes in a meaningful game, B, win a playoff game that's of substance, C, go to a Super Bowl. By the way, he's the same age as Joe Burrow and Mahomes. Both have been to Super Bowl and two Super Bowls, respectively. What has he done? And but here, I, here's the way I look at it: is you're applying logic and societal values from corporate America to this situation, right? But right. Co- coaches and quarterbacks are similar. They're like classic cars. Like you go spend five hundred grand on a classic car. Is that piece of metal and vehicle worth five hundred grand? Fuck no. That's an old ass vehicle. But because this other guy has it, there's not many of them, and you want it to to kind of bring it over here, and, and now you have that nice old classic car. You're going to pay way more than it's worth just to get it in your garage. That's how coaches are. Lincoln Riley hasn't won a national championship. He's not worth $10 million. But if USC wanted Lincoln Riley and to take him from Oklahoma, they had to pay it. It's just market value. It's not they haven't, They're not necessarily worth that dollar amount. It's just the only way you're going to get them. And, and, and my question to you is, why, like, what makes these guys go thinking they, thinking they need them? These administrators at these schools, like, why is he the guy that SC goes after when he has yet to win shit? Like, I would go after Bob Stoops before him. At least he has a ring. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, why is he, is it, is, that's my societal question, I guess, because I think it has transformed from football to society because the football is an entertainer, probably the top entertainer. NFL is the number one conglomerate uh, in the world. What what has made administrators think, okay, let's shoot for the stars, land on the moon, so to speak, with these guys, and if we can't get a hit with them, we'll just pay them out to leave and we'll recycle the fucking thing. That is what they're doing. Why, though, are we doing it is my question, Zach. I don't know why we're going to these guys when they have none, nothing. Like JB, what is your expectation, though, as far as that goes? Like, I just want you to clarify, because is it all about winning as far as that goes? Or is it about like a roster? I mean, like, how are you basing your opinion on who? who is to get the money and who's not and if these schools are going to go after them. Natty. Because the Natty's. And Natty. That's it. There is no more roster. There is no more good value, GPA, API. We're not worried. That's gone. And I would love to get Zach's perspective. That is gone, Sarah, because they're not paying you to graduate players anymore. They're paying you to get kids out of the portal, get them transferred, get them in there, and win a Natty. And if I'm wrong, Zach, please keep it real and correct me. But these guys no, aren't getting you. paid. I, you're not wrong, but... If you're USC, who are you getting, right? You're not getting a coach that's won a natty. Like, you're not getting Nick Saban. You're not getting Kirby Smart. You're not getting Dabo Sweeney. So your your, your pool, like, your candidates are all nat- natty-less. But let me ask you this. Why can't they go get Dabo? You're SC. Well, like, I'm right, curious. But, Clemson, Clemson but you're also gonna... not in a competitive conference right now, right? Well, never mind that. It don't matter. But Clemson will match the money. Like, the minute SC comes knocking – Clemson's going to match the money. And then he's like, damn, am I going to uproot my family? I built this whole program. We're at a high level. Am I going to take a lateral move or or even a step down for Clemson will match any money SC will throw at him? Hey, let me so ask you this, Sarah, Sarah and Zach. It, it, like he said, so like Sarah just said, 
the competitive conference thing. That, to me, is even more reason to go to USC. If they're still yeah, paying I, the same amount of money they are in the ACC and the SEC, let me go to SC, beat these fucks down, and get into the Final Four every year and have a chance to win it all and earn my keep. We're not even earning our keep because Lincoln Riley's not even going to the Final Four every year, and if he does, he gets blown out. Well, he had that situation in Big 12, too, right? He had to get through Texas and then some fluke Iowa State team every year. But, yeah, I mean, that's what's attractive about pretty much every conference except for the SEC and Big Ten is if you go to a Big Ten job, you're going to have to face Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and those are all three losable games. Same in the SEC. You go take the Arkansas job, like, good luck. you got to play Nick Saban. Fucking LSU was really good. Then you have the – I mean, it's just – the other three conferences, if you take a job, you got to get through one team. And if you can do that, and if you're USC, you are the team. You're the team that people have to get through. All right. So I, I, I got another game for you, Zach. Do it or don't yeah. do it. Tell me why. Arizona State, Arizona, Washington, and Oregon go to the Big 12 instead of the Big 10. Do it or don't do it. I think they do it. Well, I think they have to do it because I, I don't think the Big Ten is going to want all four. And that's the, the problem right now in the West Coast landscape is there's going to be cherry picking. And it's not even I don't even think it's done yet. And then at some point, if you're on the outside looking in a lot like Cincinnati was, you remember Cincinnati was in the Big East. And all of a sudden people started pulling shit and Cincinnati is sitting there with their dick in their hand. Like, well, what about us? What, why fuck yeah. us? Like, we got to go to the American conference. This is some bullshit. We were we were competitive in the in the Big East. So I think that's the fear now is every team's like, well, I don't want to be left out. I might be playing in the Mountain West or the fucking WAC or something. And so at some point, they're going to have to make a decision like we need to do something out here, create a super conference or, or do something just to solidify our spot in Power 5 football. So let me break this down. Texas is leaving. Oklahoma's leaving. Why not go there, Oregon? Why not go there, Utah? Why not go there, Arizona State? Um, you're you're an almost guarantee to get into the 12-game playoff if you're going to go in there and battle fucking KU. Oklahoma State is really the perennial uh, so-called powerhouse left. Um, who, who, who can't you go in there and beat if you're in Arizona State recruiting on the West Coast and get to go to Texas and this whole belt over here to get those kids to come there to your school? Just because you're playing Midwest teams don't mean nothing. You're on the West Coast. You should have an advantage, in my opinion, over in Lawrence fucking Kansas, right? So why not go to the Big 12 instead of going compete against Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State every year? Fuck that. Let me go battle KU and Oklahoma State and and play in probably warmer weather states. Um, I don't know. Because that's not where the money is. Uh, Big 12 has it, too. They got TV contracts. Yeah, yeah I mean, but not a lot. I think I think the real issue here, if you're especially if you're talking about Oregon, right? Oregon feels like with with Phil Knight and their Nike contract, and even Arizona State, if they can hold out and somehow backdoor into one of these super conferences, they're going to triple their revenue, right? So they're they're playing a little Russian roulette. Like if if I'm Arizona, ain't nobody taking them, except for maybe for basketball. Nobody's taking Arizona. They need to find something, find a home, like figure that shit out quick. But if you're Oregon, you got a big stick in a Nike check, and you mm-hmm. provide a lot of value. And Washington, their TV numbers are absurd. I don't know if I'm joining the Pac-12 or Pac-12 Big 12 merger if I'm Washington and Oregon because I'm going to make forty million dollars a year instead of a hundred million. So I might hold out hope that, or hold out with with strong faith that 
I got Phil Knight behind me, and he's going to swing a big bat at somebody and get us in somewhere. Let me ask you this. You're much more in tune than, than to this than I am. Why can't I watch USC in L.A. in my house, and I can't yet to see a UCLA or SC game on any fucking cable network? I have to come find some hack stream on fucking YouTube. Why is that? And everyone I hear talk about it is saying that's why they're leaving the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is absolutely a shit show when it comes to airing these things. I have yet to watch SC play, Zach. I haven't fucking been able to see him one time on the West Coast. I yeah, don't get you, it. You got to have some Pac-12 after dark network.com bowl or whatever it is. It's, it, it, it's, it's fucked up, but it all comes down to TV contracts and partnerships, right? The Big Ten Network's mm-hmm. partner with Fox. The, the SEC Network's partner with ESPN. All, all that money gets driven and passed around. So why the fuck would they put USC on? Like they're trying to drive money to their, their institutions and their conferences. And that's the big reason USC and UCLA was like, yeah, get us the fuck out of here. Like we want some national games. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, it's part of kind of the Pac-12 failure. And, but who's uh, watching USC games? You know what I mean? Yeah. People in California aren't going to be watching it. Right now they don't even they go to the will. fucking games. Right now they will. They're four and zero. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's it, the thing. We're USC's fair weather. Lot, yeah, USC's a lot like Miami. If they're really good, South Florida's really you know all about the Canes. But the minute they lose a game or two, they're like, all right, we're out. Like on to the, on to the next one. It's a lot like I went to Kentucky. It's a lot like Kentucky football. We go to games, and I mean it'd be. We played LSU one time. We're not played. I was just an intern in the football staff, but place was rocking. I mean, electric atmosphere for Kentucky. It was like the second quarter, and LSU went up by like 14. That bitch emptied. And it ended up being a great game at the end of the game, but everyone's like, oh, we suck. All right, let's go drink and talk about basketball. And they got up out of there real quick. (laughs) Right. Like KU. Yeah, I When I went to KU, tickets were $5 to the football game. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And it's like, am I going to spend $5 at the Hawker, or am I going to go spend $5 to watch my team blow? Hmm. Right. But I bet I bet they're not five bucks right now. Oh uh, yeah. I you know what it is too. I think Miami and SC are very similar in the fact that we have beaches. We have oh, yeah. no offense, Sarah, bitches. We have all the shit other than watching a football game if you're shitty and you're in a huge arena, the Coliseum that doesn't even fill half, and then Miami Stadium is fucking wasn't even full versus the fucking Middle Tennessee to see them get drugged. And I just think you got Miami Heat, you got the LA Lakers, you got the Dodgers, you got the Marlins. There's other shit to do in these cities. I just what think. What about just- Gainesville? What about the swamp that's in Florida? There's so much other shit to do here. There ain't. You can't yeah. compare Gainesville to Miami, girl. What pro um, teams you got? What pro teams you got? Pro teams in Florida? No, gang. I'm talking about city, LA and Miami specifically. Like what are those? What else are those students doing in Gainesville? Gainesville don't have no pro team to go watch. Okay, but it's still the same type of climate. We've got beaches. We've got bitches too. Like yeah, but that's not my point. L.A. and Miami. If the teams aren't winning in SC and Miami University, they're going to watch the Heat and the Lakers, or they're going to the beach, or they're going to watch the Dodgers or the Marlins or their hockey franchise. Then they're not a real football conference. Now, right now, football conference. You're like, uh, yeah. Nobody better get married in the fall. Nobody better throw a freaking birthday party in the fall. That, but I'm saying though. When you're in a Knoxville or a Gainesville or a Fresno, California, there ain't shit to do. You're not going to do nothing. Gatlinburg? 
Huh? <laughs> There's Gatlinburg in Knoxville. Oh, That's shit. That's like Here an hour go. down the road. Then you got Chattanooga. You've got Nashville. I mean, there's so much to do in the South. No, there's not. But it's a so difference. It's a different do. culture. I know it is. That's what I'm saying. It's a different culture. And those small towns will never know what it is like to go to the beach, the snow, chase Girls chase guys, go fucking the Dodgers, Lakers. SEC has the hottest girls in any conference, hands down. Zach, please tell her when the University of Miami is 0-3 and the the Miami Dolphins are 4-0, where the fuck are the Miami fans going? That's Miami. It really comes down to... Same with the Rams. Right, there's a football culture there. It's those these these people like the the city are not football fans. They're fair weather. They'll go if it's the show. If it's like it's like Broadway, they're like, oh shit, Miami's really good. This is going to be on TV. It's supposed to be a, you know a lot of people are talking about it. They're going to go because it's very culturally like very social. Like you got to co- come to Columbus, Ohio. I mean, we're one of the top twelve cities in the country as far as population, but there ain't shit else to do here. There's no. I mean, the Blue Jackets. Um, isn't there what's that roller coaster place? My husband's been begging to yeah, go to. Cedar Point yeah. That's two hours away either direction. Like a college kid's not waking up on a Saturday. Like I'm gonna drive two hours to ride roller coasters. Right? <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, "Well, I could either go to this bar and watch the Buckeye game, or I could oh, yeah. go to the Buckeye game. Those are the two options." I'm going to the bar. That, that happens, but there's two million people here. All you need is a hundred thousand to show up. Right, there's other- also a tailgate. Absolutely. The other 1.9 right. million people go with tailgate. But one, How come nobody's tailgating in, in L.A.? They don't want to go through the traffic, but you drive oh, way before the traffic. Nobody goes and shows up to the game when the game's about to start. You better be there at freaking 6 a.m. Hey, Zach. Yo. Heisman poll released by The Athletic was released. The top vote getters, C.J. Stroud right now. Right behind him is yep. Caleb Williams and Rainey Heisman Bryce Young. Uh, yep. Last season's national championship quarterback Stetson Bennett is on there, and then rounding out the list is former Indiana and current Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Right now, you've evaluated these guys. Who is your vote? Top three, A, B, and C to to finish in the top three of the Heisman. If you were the voter and it ended today, who's your Heisman winner? Who's second and who's third? I mean, it's that's tough. I mean, you you'd have to. I guess you'd have to give it to Stetson Bennett just because he's beat someone up to this point. He, um, but I, it, it's just so tough without a full resume. I mean, C.J. Stroud has leads the country in everything, so it's mm-hmm. such a stat-based award that probably he would get it just because that's what that's honestly what they base it on. Bryce Young got it last year over C.J. Stroud because Bryce Young played one extra game and and his stats were just like a slightly better than C.J. because he had that extra game. And you're like, all right, that's what it is. It's a stat award. That's why who should be up there? Let me tell you who should be up there over all those people. Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. Will Anderson, the DN from Alabama. Um, Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia. If we're talking about the best player in college football that I've seen on film, those quarterbacks aren't aren't the list. And mm-hmm. it's become a quarterback stat award. So you'd, you'd probably give it to Stetson Bennett or C.J. Stroud just because he has numbers. And they're polished. As a yeah. quarterback guy, and you're a wideout guy, and you understand the quarterback position, and I broke down a lot of these quarterbacks over the weekend. I'm watching them. I got to be honest, dog. I don't know if there's two better quarterbacks in America. Now, listen to what I'm saying before I say it. 
<laughs> projecting to the NFL, from what I see, has the it factor, has the mechanics, the ball, the spin, the timing, the arm strength, the accuracy, the poise in the pocket. I haven't seen two better, dog, than the two at Wake Forest. That is the real opinion hey. of mine. Both of them. The backup is fucking legit, too. Yeah, Sam Hartman was, I mean, he lit Clemson up. Lit him up. I really like him. I think he has NFL value. And then you're going to have your, your, I mean, what are we talking about? Jamarcus Russell was the number one overall pick. You're going to have your freak talents that are going to be just drooled over, and that's that's never going to change. That's how the NFL always has been, and they're honestly incompetent in, in the draft process and player evaluation process. So I, I really like Sam Hartman. I think he has NFL skill. Um, I think there's there's guys like Bryce Young and CJ are going to be the ones that are that are talked about the most. Bryce is has that intangible. CJ doesn't have them as much as Bryce, but Bryce is fundamentally all over the fucking place, like backpedal throws and all kinds of shit. You're like, what the fuck? Like, are they teaching you how to take a drop? Like, what are they doing at Bama? But he still does some things that you're like, whoa! Like he made a he made a throw against Texas that, I mean, I'm still like jaw dropped over because his arm his his talent is just through the roof. And then you're going to have your tweeners, right? You're going to have Will Levis, who stinks. He'll be a bust if he no, wherever he goes, yeah. whatever round he goes. You'll have your Hendon Hookers of the world that probably don't have the the elite accuracy for the NFL. But oh, they're gonna be- oh, oh, oh. Hold Come on, up. Sarah. Stop being a they, fucking homer. They put him in the Hendon elite Hooker category. is not fucking very not good. He's not being a homer. He's not Tim very Tebow good. put him in the elite category. He's one of the best right oh, now. No, he's not. Yes. Why? Because yes, he, he has is. 30 touchdowns and two what? interceptions. No, that's not why. No, that's not, not why. NFL Do you know that, here's the deal. CJ Stroud, Bryce, they have they are polished, but they're not the smartest. Hendon Hooker is probably the smartest. And then you see that Tim Tebow, all these blue checks, everybody has put Hendon Hooker into an elite category. Do you know that he broke? Peyton Manning's stats on Saturday, same as T. Martin. He is now going to go down in the history of Tennessee as one of the best quarterbacks that has played there. We got to get and out of that the homer. We got to get to the real. We got to start talking it's real talk. We got to have it's, real talk real conversations talk. Then how do you how do you do your accuracy? Tell me how you pu- come up with your list versus I, all these other people. Thank you, Cheeky. Thank you, Cheeky. That's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear real evaluation. He is good in college playing against four shitty teams. Right. In the, and he's not an NFL guy. That's what I'm saying. He and may Tebow's be. the same way. He was elite in college, okay. but he didn't translate to the NFL. So I do. Let me backpedal. I agree with what you're saying. If you're, if you're talking about what he's done in college, I agree with you. He's a good college quarterback. He is not an eval- He's not going to translate to the NFL. I'm just telling you right now. He's not going to do it. Either is right. Levy, Levis, whatever his name is. Either is the ki- the kid at Florida's god awful. But we were talking about college, were we not? Are we yeah, are we no, evaluating no, no. this on NFL? No, no, no. I was not you. So it was my mistake. You were stuck in college. I was translating to the NFL. That's because that's how I look at talent. I, me and Zach don't give a fuck how good you are for me. We're worried about are you going to live the legacy and be an NFL great. That is what I'm talking about. Well, I want to get to the point where. Thing. Huh? I said, that's a tough thing to take because look at the NFL right now. Look at our quarterbacks out there. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's an all-time worst it's ever been. Well, that's my there's point. Just not, there's just not a lot of NFL quarterbacks, period. No. There's just not. Because and, college and for, football, in my opinion, coaching the quarterback position is an all-time low. We got, we got tight ends coaching fucking quarterbacks like at the four-year level because they're the head coach's boy 
And Zach will tell you, we're going tempo, no huddle, shotgun. We're not teaching under center. We're not teaching progression, protection, or fronts. And we don't understand the difference between a pre-snap and a post-snap read and rotation and coverage. Right. And, and now we're going to go to the NFL and be thrown to the wolves because you see what happened to Kyler Murray. You're seeing what's happened to Justin Fields right now. He looks absolutely like a deer in headlights. And this is things that we've said for years. So I'm just trying we've to get... We've got Butch Jones coaching wide receivers who's never played football. I, I mean, so is Charlie White. But I'm just saying, that's what I'm saying. Like... That is the issue, though. We're, we're, we don't have any future in the NFL if, this, if we don't start coaching these fucking quarterbacks. And I'm surprised, Zach, why the NFL hasn't gone down and said, hey, man, we need you to start coaching these motherfuckers. Like, why hasn't Belichick started hosting clinics and saying, you know what, guys? You need to start fucking teaching some NFL fundamentals so when we get them, we're not strapped and having to teach them day one well, shit. And we're I mean, the main, the, the main reason why is because a guy like Lane Kiffin would look at Bill Belichick and say, hey, Bill, go fuck yourself. I'm paid right. to win games. I'm not getting NFL talent here at Ole Miss. I'm going to teach him whatever the fuck I want to win games because I need to win games or else I'm fired. I think the problem is college coaches don't give a shit about the NFL unless you're at a place like Bama mm -hmm. or Ohio State where you're going to get a blue chip NFL arm every year. Then you're going to institute more NFL concepts and NFL kind of schools of thought. If you're Kentucky – you're going to lose six fucking games trying to play NFL football. I mean, yeah. and that's just off the rip. You're probably going to lose nine because you just don't have that guy. Look at Louisville. Louisville's been successful with, and granted, Lamar Jackson, you know, plays in the NFL, but we know that that's not a prototypical NFL arm and, and operator. Louisville was successful because they, they ran what they ran. And just like now they have Malik Willis. He's not playing in the NFL, but my God, he, he might be, they might be able to beat Bama because this, this kid's so dynamic. These college coaches are about winning games, and it's honestly two different games. It's, it's two different styles of football. It is, yeah. and you have your programs that that are more NFL like, and then you have your generational arms like Josh Allen comes out of nowhere from some small school. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, how many Heisman Trophy quarterbacks have translated to the NFL? Not a lot. Not a lot. Matt Liner, shit. Sanchez, right. shit. I mean, we can go on and on. All these quarterbacks have been shit. I mean, Johnny Manziel. I mean, you, you can go down the list. I mean, there's been so many, uh, you know, Ryan Leaf and on down, anyone in the Heisman, but Ryan Leaf and on down have been these big time number one picks and have been absolute yeah. dog shit. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know, man. That That's kind of my deal. I don't know. Who you got tonight? Giants, Cowboys? Cowboys. Ooh. No reason. No reason either. Um, let's bet. Let's go. Here's a bet. Because I don't do that spaces shit. So, you host any space you want. I'll jump on it with you. Whatever you want a topic you want to talk about. If, if, I, if I win, if you win. If I win, I'm taking the Giants. If I win, I'll do the same. I got to start a spaces. You'll come on with me and Sarah. We'll do a spaces. Deal. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing with spaces, but we're going to get it going. Figure it out. Um... <laughs> We'll see what happens. How about this, Zach? Yeah. What do you think about this? I, mean, I, I saw it. I need some context. I need to see what he said. Was he disrespectful to the kid? like, Or was he just coaching him hard and the kid got all bent out of shape and butt hurt because he probably got his ass kicked on a couple double teams? Like, I don't – I got to know what happened. I – I've coached I've coached really fucking hard and gotten players' faces, and that's never happened to me. But most of the time, it's because, one, I built a relationship with them. They knew that I cared about them, and I was just trying to make them better. And, two, I was fucking right. 
and they did do something really stupid or, or were really bad at something. But I, I, I've also seen I, – I saw our offensive coordinator push Noah Brown back for no fucking reason, and he, he yoked his ass up in the middle of practice. He was like, bitch, don't you ever fucking put your hands on me. And I'm sitting there the – co- the coordinator's looking at me, and I'm like, hey, man, you put your hands on him. The fuck you want me to do? <laughs> Let me ask you this. This so, next video, what do you take out of this? I don't take anything. I think it's a bullshit deal. I, I don't think it's anything other than normal football. Um, what do you think? Yeah. No, I mean they're just having a conversation. I mean, I, that's what I'm they're saying. Disagree, they're they're disagreeing on something. Like you're that's allowed what I to said. Do. I, I I don't look at it anything like the demonstrative cat that comes up from the Jets who pops up out the fucking locker. I mean, out the, you know, that's a, a that is an aggressor, and yeah, that see those type of motherfuckers I want to choke fuck because that's the thing. Like even and I this is why I disagree with Zach on this one. Even if I said you're a motherfucker, at one point when me and Zach played, we were like, yes, sir, coach, you're right. And it, But oh, yeah. nowadays, these oh, motherfuckers yeah. have been taught to defy authority, and it's becoming a national fucking uh, uh, day-to-day thing we see every day. I think it's translating to society, and I think this motherfucker is a guy who's probably, maybe he's the best kid ever. I don't know. I got a kid on the team. But I would bet dollars to dimes that that motherfucker is ready to implode when they're one and nine and a guy that's going to be a fucking cancer in the locker room other than the guy that's going to say, all right, coach, you're right. I fucked up. And then the coach should also know, okay, I'm not going to push my horns too hard here. Let me back off the kid. But at the same time, I'm glad the coach stood up and wasn't a fucking bitch about it. Uh, that is actually a good sign from Sala. That is kind of something that I would expect from the Detroit Lions staff. Uh, who blew a big lead on, on Minnesota the other day. But uh, I don't know, man. I just think it's, it's kind of being the, the new learned thing. Defy fucking authority. I, I just think that's yeah. it now. I don't know what was said, and I don't really care. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it, and it, it, it trended that way, but it, it's about a culture. You know how it is. Like, I had a culture in my room. This is a man's sport. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's a it man's sport. It should be that way. But, but there's, there's, there is a level of, like, if you don't have a good culture and you try to coach kids hard, you know, you'll have you'll have some some kid that has an attitude problem. You know, as right. as little or yeah. And and I had it every year. I mean, every every big time receiver you recruit has a fucking is mm-hmm. a prima donna. But I had a culture in my room that was so strong that the, the players of motherfucked that that young kid. If he ever thought about it, it happened once. Trayvon Grimes played at Florida. He was such a fucking pussy. I mean, such a pussy when it came to blocking, going hard, trying hard, doing anything. So I was coaching his ass hard as fuck. Just because I don't play with that. You run the wrong route, that's cool. I got to teach you that. But you don't go harder. You're soft. No, we got a fucking problem. And he he tried to bite back at me, and I have four players go after him. And that, that kid was in the portal before the portal existed. <laughs> hey, I got a story, man. On Netflix, I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm motherfucking kid, and he said <laughs> something. And I had a big old lineman out of Louisiana. Uh, I'm, I'm jogging back towards the regular team, and I guess the kid's running behind me. And this motherfucker comes and clotheslines this kid, dog. 330-pound freak of nature O-tackle. Clotheslines this kid and, de- I mean, just depletes the motherfucker right on the field. And he's like, quit talking back to coach, motherfucker. And I was like, well, I think I got this team by the fucking, the heartbeat of the team is mine. So that's a good thing. Uh, what do you think about this right here? What do you think about this? Uh, anything? What do you take out of this right here? Um I've made a few phone calls. I've I got a few kids, actually, that played for me on the staff. What do you take from this? And um, 
How bad of a fucking situation is Arizona State in? It must be awful. I mean, if it's even true. I mean, I can't imagine it's anyone on the coaching staff. So we're talking about some like assistant ADs. What the fuck do they have? Like they have the game plan. They have a tip sheet. They don't have shit. Like what are they leaking? Like, hey, Herm Edwards really likes this running back. Like I, I don't, I, I don't, I honestly don't buy it. But if it's even close to true, Arizona State's about the worst job in America. Then, <laughs> and, and that's my next point: is that a job worth going after? Not no, knowing if no. what conference you're in, not knowing SC and UCLA is leaving, uh, or knowing they're leaving, um, is that even a job? Or, or, or who do they get in today's? era with the nil and them not willing to pay as just like the pac 12s not willing to pay colorado's proof carl durrell's got to be the next guy fired any week now right um who does arizona state go after in your opinion gonna, uh before you get out of here they're gonna go get somebody that that you know his name probably failed head coach could be like a tom herman or could be someone like that where you're like oh that's not a bad hire i remember that guy but it's certainly not a, a destination job right now. I mean, they may go get a guy like Butch Jones, speaking of some, someone where you just you've heard of him. And it's like, well, that'll at least create headlines, because at this point, I don't know that anybody, no young coordinators taking that job. They're like, fuck that. I, I'm trying to have a career here. I'm not going to waste it on that job. And no established head coach is taking that job that's been successful. So I think they got to go get a name, just a random name. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, right. you're going to go after a name. You might as well go after fucking Dion, fucking Eddie George. You better go after one of these motherfuckers that just started doing this yeah, thing Dion. because they're not going to get a, a guy. And and please don't go back and get Dirk fucking Cutter. We've been there, done that. And so they'll go get somebody like Jay Norvell or somebody. You're like, I was just thinking about the same shit. I'm like Jay Norvell is perfect. He's going to go from there. Nevada, Colorado State to fucking Arizona State. I'm like, shit. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that guy. <laughs> but it's like he's Colorado State's fucking terrible. What are we doing? Hey, I remember my boy Joey B's in the chat right here. He's talking about how he thought Norvell was going to turn out Colorado State, and I'm like, eh, let me get me reserve comment. I know Jay, and that motherfucker is not very good. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna go leave it at that. Uh, hey, hey, man, I appreciate you coming in on this Minutes Monday as normal as usual, and uh, me and Sarah are gonna fucking get after it on this show and talk all things fucking Tennessee and how fucking shitty the SEC is. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, Zach, and I'll uh, see you next week. Sounds good, bro. I appreciate you guys. Later. All right, Sarah. Let's get after this fucking Hendon Hooker thing. I'm just kidding. It's not even on my on my talk list. Uh, I want to get into. Uh, I want to get into our foreplay, which we have yet to do because it's just. I saw there's baseball. You're going to talk baseball a little bit. Am I? Here we go. I don't know foreplay. <laughs> Let's get after it. We need some music with that shit, Sarah. It's like just Yes, we do like... Yeah, like foreplay needs to have some fucking like (laughs) elevator music or something. I don't know. Um, By the way, um, we have a breaking announcement, breaking news. Marcellus Wiley will be joining the show this Friday, 1 p.m., right when we start the show. Right at 1 o'clock, Marcellus Wiley. Speak for yourself, Fox Sports, who's just left and gone through a contract negotiation. He's leaving to do his own thing. He will be on the show Friday, 1 p.m. Make sure you stay tuned. Um, we got some guests this week, by the way. We had Clint Sterner on this morning. We got uh, Matt McChesney on on Wednesdays as normal. And we have a few other folks on this week, too. So make sure Marcellus Wiley will be joining us this week. Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific. Put it on your fucking, uh, put it in your in your notes. 
Um, Jada's in the house. What up? I need to see that bikini girl. Stop playing. I need to see it. Um, Sarah, what's your take on this shit right here? Do you think that's okay? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything. Okay. I think that's the heat and passion that we should see in football a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, now my take on Patrick Mahomes in that situation, Andy Reid being like the good cop, bad cop in that situation. I think that Patrick Mahomes needs to be put in his place a little bit. So you like, think, I think the Mahomes thing is worse than that thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. Really? It's freaking football. I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't have that opinion. I know it's football. Like other people. You had a player talking to a coach and a player trying to hit a coach. That's football. Oh, I didn't see that. Hold on. Play it again because I was looking at the two guys up top. This is a player and a coach. Oh, I was looking at these two guys. And then that guy, I didn't see the, the coach. white ball headed guy is a coach. <laughs> okay. All right. I was looking at the players. My the bad. Co- the coach is right here on his knees. You see him behind the guy in the black jacket? You okay. See the, see the white face? Yes. Okay. He's talking to the D line. And then this guy pops up on the coach. Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, it shouldn't have got. Physical, I don't know what they were talking about, so I don't feel like I can have an opinion, but I also don't think that you should be screaming at your coach. Thank you. Um, I was about to say, I was about to say, Sarah, do you, would you let your son do no, that I to your coach? I didn't see that. I was looking at the guys, uh, okay. and I was like, well, I don't see I anything you. wrong with that. You get a pass for that. You get a pass. Sarah gets a pass yeah. for that. You know, she gets <laughs> Sorry, a pass. Guys. Uh, she's pretty, too, so she gets a pass, obviously, by all you fucking weirdos in the chat. Um, no, but I definitely think that there, there needs to be a, if you and your coach have a disagreement, there is a time and a place to have that conversation and it doesn't need to be affecting the culture of the team. One in the middle of the game, if you have a different opinion, you also need to respect your authority figures in a sense. I mean, unless he's saying, I don't know what they're saying to one another, but I still feel like you just shut up and you're like, okay, let's handle this off the field at a different time. If you have something to say to him, you don't come back at him like that. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, when does it end? How far does it go? And um, when do we just say, you know, there is no hierarchy. We're all on level playing fields. Why do we need coaches? Why don't you guys coach yourselves? That's what you guys are getting paid more than us. You can transfer anytime you want. You can leave anytime you want. Why do you need coaches? You don't listen anyway. You want to be, you think you know it all. You talk back. So when do we say enough is fucking enough? That is my question to Sarah Blake, who has four children, who I know wouldn't allow her kid to talk to no fucking coach like that. So when is enough is my question to you. I don't know how to answer that because I parent different than most people. I'm the unpopular opinion parent where I'm like, you still have respect for your authority figures. If you have an issue, then you talk about it in a conversation and you present it as a respectable human. So Bruce Helms you know I mean? still Bruce Helms in the chat. Did you see it? He said, 
Would I be upset if Jermaine was yelling at the coach or proud that he's standing up for himself? Have you fucking not heard anything I've ever said in my fucking life? Bruce fucking Helms. First of all, Jermaine would never do it because I coached the motherfucker. So I know he wouldn't do it. Number two, no, I'm not happy that he would do it. Does that sound like a fucking idiot or not? No, I would call him and motherfuck him just like I would when he played for me. So there is a finite detail between authority and the youth. I don't care what anyone thinks. Now, but we're seeing this. This is what we're seeing. These kids are seeing this as the example. Yes. And that is a problem no also. No shit. It's and we're not platform. making examples out of them. Yes. Cut his motherfucking ass. Get yes. the paycheck off yes. there. And yes. things change. Just like Colin Kaepernick. Just like all of these things that are being, you know, I'm not saying that he was wrong in what he thought. If that's what he thought, okay. But there's a way to handle this. There's a way to deal with it. Just like LeBron. Shut up. Play your fucking game. You're getting paid to do that and handle it in a different environment. You are, I think these figures have forgot that they are examples to our youth and they are supposed to be like, who were their examples they're, growing they're up? Not, they didn't act they're like not that. forgetting, Sarah. They're not forgetting. Nobody's fucking telling them. That's the problem. We're mm. allowing it. We're not coaching it. We're not fucking. They have no mentors, no leaders. No, their circle is a bunch of fucking do boys and bitch boys and fuck boys and that is what their circle is and they're just happy to fucking be there because they've got me my boy Mahomes got me an apartment so fuck it I'm just a ride along and that's what we have well, we have nobody like, Sarah we have nobody to tell you you're wrong anymore like hey homie well it's you're it's, wrong uh, I mean look at what Mike Leach said in his press conference a long time ago he's like they've got these fat little girlfriends that are telling them they're oh so great and everything that's what's happening but see mike leach nobody is, mike leach is not going to be listened to though why because his, his his words don't hold water why they hold water to me why though because he hasn't won nothing see if nick saban said that, listen to him if nick saban said the same shit that mike leach said do you realize how fucking globally fucking viral that would be because people are actually going to, they're going to listen to Nick Saban. They're not going to listen to Mike Leach. They listen to Mike Leach for funds and giggles. But if he won, if Mike Leach actually won a fucking football game that mattered, people would actually listen to him. Um, I got something I want to bring up to you, Sarah. Take a look at the screen here. This was uh, apparently a high school football team couldn't suit up two females offered to come play so they would not forfeit and create a roster big enough to take the field. And two females took the field so they did not have to forfeit. I believe it was in Oklahoma. Uh, Natalie Davis and Callie Ramsey. Um, what do you think? Um, Uh-oh. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, Ron Slay had me wanting to suit up for Tennessee and run through the T. So, <laughs> I mean, I would have ran through the T if I could beat Florida. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They suit up and they can play and they want to play. Cool. By the way, um, breaking news. I just got a text. Miles Garrett. Involved in a single car crash 
after practice today. He and the passengers sustained non-life-threatening injuries and were transported to nearby hospitals. Um, the Cleveland Browns just cannot get out of their own way. It's just an organization that just won't get out of their own way. I mean, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, Miles Garrett is a guy to me that just seems like he kind of fucks around and is cool and likes to have fun. I, I'm not judging. I don't know what the wreck was involved, why the wreck was or how it was wrecked, how the car wrecked. I don't know all that. Um, but very interesting to see that he was in a car crash um, after practice. I, I, I just continue. Um, it blows my mind, Sarah, that we have this, these these cats that just can't figure out that they have so much at stake, not only for their team, but themselves and their money. Like, why not have a driver? Why not just fucking get out your own way? We don't got to be cool no more. You could be cool in the offseason. You're in season. Let's get a driver. You guys got millions of fucking dollars. Go get a driver. You got There's a chef. There's no culture anymore. You got a chef. You got a cook, you got a sitter, you got a house cleaner, you got all this other shit. Why not protect your body? I don't know. I think about that all the time, too, because here I am. I'm a model, so my body is my temple. But if I get in a car crash, what happens to me? My thing is, if I made $100 million and I'm in my season, somebody's transporting me around. Sorry. But what happens if they get in a wreck? How do you so trust it, those But I'm drivers. not driving. I'm in a protected back of a truck or a van or a fucking limo. And no. I'm in a much more protected state than I am if I'm the driver or shotgun. So. Yeah, but what is the requirements for these drivers? A professional look driver. At these school bus dri- look at these school bus drivers. My God, they're getting in car wrecks too. Yeah, but there's town My car drivers My kids aren't riding a school bus. Hell I, I'd, no. I'd hire a taxi cab driver in L.A. or New York. A motherfucker that knows how to whip that bitch in traffic and get the fuck out. I would hire one of them motherfuckers. I'm not hiring. I'm hiring some... a NASCAR. Yeah, man. It's like fuck. Um, I don't know. Hey, is that the report? He's doing 124 miles an hour. See, that's if that's really the truth. Then fuck them, dumbass motherfuckers, man. If that's really the truth, then fuck them. I have no sympathy. See what I'm saying? Like. If that's he really was what not. happened. Are you serious? I don't know. I just saw somebody in the chat. I just want to know. If that's really the truth, then fuck them. I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy. And that's just what it it's is. In, oh, my God. There's no fucking consequences for anybody's actions. Oh, man. I don't even know what to say, Sarah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, we're still in the foreplay of this show. We haven't even really started the show yet, Sarah. Uh, NFL suspends playing the Pro Bowl and turns it into flag football. Soft as pussy, but necessary. How do you feel? Are we serious? That's real. It happened today. The Well, that's what it needed to happen. Like, I think I summed it up. Soft, but necessary. The game was an absolute joke while they were in full pads and not tackling. So what are we doing? So... I mean, I'm not upset that they're not having a Pro Bowl, but because of what it was, it's this is just... Why don't they play fucking kickball? I mean, they are. They're going to have all these other games too, but the actual game will be flag football. No. 
That's what you don't like it. You like so. What do you want? I want to see some fucking hitting. Oh well, shit. I agree with you on that, but I, <laughs> that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened in years. I mean, it, this is just pageantry. So if it's just pageantry, cool, whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Shake hands. You know, be politically favored. Hey, Bruce Helms is the guy that you know. Um, you know, the kid robs your house and you shoot him, and then it's it's your fault. That's who Bruce Helms is. In the chat, rob my house, coach. He robbed you, but you killed him. You don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> no, if no, I don't. Come, like that's my thing. No. That's crazy. I don't, Sarah. I actually looked him in his eyes while he was trying to rob my house and put anyone in my house in harm's way. And I looked at him with my double barrel shotgun and I pointed it in between his eyes and I blew his head all over my fucking carpet. That is what I looked at and did. No, I don't feel sorry for him. And I don't feel sorry for fucking Miles Garrett going 120 miles an hour and getting into a crash, you fucking weird, soft fuck. So either become a member or I'm blocking your fucking bitch ass. You say too much stupid shit. All right, Sarah. Georgia Tech fires the AD and the coach. Uh, I don't know why I didn't bring it up with Zach. He fires the AD, fires the coach. They're cleaning house. Who's next? Deion Sanders or not? I don't think so. I don't think Dion goes. Who's the guy That's for that job? Because I hear Heupel's a good fit. I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He, <laughs> he would never leave. I would never. You better not leave Tech in Tennessee for no fucking Georgia Tech. But no. who's a good fit for Georgia Tech? I don't know. Like I said. What it, pool it, do we have? Like, what's who's in the pool right now? I, I, I just, I, I'm continuing to think... Um, they're in the same boat with Arizona State. They're in the same boat yes. with, with these schools. Who do they hire? Who do we have? I mean, honestly, who do we have to pick from? Edo, he's not going to do it. Les Miles, you know what I mean? Like, who's in the category of people to pick from right now? I just don't feel like we have an option at the moment. Um, I don't who know. Who do you think takes that job? I don't know, man. Georgia Tech, you got to have a different... Paul Paul Johnson did well there, and he was a triple option guy, and he did well there. They didn't throw the ball a lot, but they bought in. They had Calvin Johnson there. Um, he had NFL receivers, and they didn't even fucking throw the football. So, I don't know. Uh, it's just, you know, people are all so stuck in these, in these trends, like... Georgia Tech has to run triple option just because Paul Johnson did and they had success. Nah, it's mm-hmm. not the only way. It's it's players and culture. I don't care what offense you run, what defense you run. If you have the best fucking players and culture, you're going to win. I don't care what you run. So I think it's all that. I don't think you have to run the certain offense. That's what I don't get. That's what's crazy about it. What me. about, I saw what Matt said, Petrino or Hugh Freeze? I think Freeze is going to be on that. I think I think I think Freeze is on the short list of a few jobs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Georgia. Te- I think Georgia Tech's too high profile to hire a Petrino this fast after all the shit Petrino's been through. Um, I know. I'm just kidding. Dino Babers. Um, Dino Babers is at Syracuse having a great season uh, after mm-hmm. he's been kind of shitty. He's actually having a great season. He's actually a good friend of mine. Um, I'm good with Dino. Uh, I texted him, congratulations. He's actually winning and turning that place around after year four, which is he's had a couple bad years, even though they beat Clemson once and played them tough the second time. 
Um, Dino's probably going to be on a short list. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's so recycled that we're seeing the same people anyway. Yes, I agree. I, I, like, I just don't have, like, it's the same thing with Nebraska. It's the same thing with all the mentions that I hear around, you know, with Lance Leopold going to Nebraska as a possibility of somebody that they're looking into. I think that would be a great move, but does it happen? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, who who are we picking from anymore at this point? Who, that's why who do we have to recycle? That's why I say, Sarah, these PhD holding presidents need to think out the fucking box. There's guys out here that you don't have to pay as much to and can get more out of. And that's what they don't want to do. They think they're going to get the next Urban Meyer by hiring some fucking dude that don't even want to be that's there. That's not <laughs> there anymore, though. That's This is the problem. That's Nick what Saban, I'm Urban that's Meyer, they do not exist anymore. That's not the culture we have in football. So these people are unrealistic. Oh, man. I know. I know. Um, I know. Um Noel Mazzoni is going to be on the show this week. A uh, good friend of mine. He's the offensive coordinator, Guru Espresso Al, uh, US, uh, UCLA. He's been at Auburn. He's been at NC State, Arizona, Arizona State. He's been all over. He'll be on the show to talk some ball this weekend or this week. Um, we're gonna. He's going to be on the morning show. Um, so make sure you wake up with me and Noel Mazzoni. Um, he's actually was the OC for the USFL New Orleans Breakers this year. Uh, I actually have something in the in the mix with him. Uh-oh, Hurricane. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Noel's a good buddy of mine. He'll be on the show this week, too. Um, let me break something down. Albert Pujols, he hits number 699 and 700 versus the Dodgers. My Dodgers. The Doyers, uh, how we pronounce mm-hmm. it here in L.A. Um, and then Aaron Judge hits 60, 60th homer and is... Uh, one batting average point shy of being American League Triple Crown leader. Do you watch bas- uh, ba- baseball at all? Because in the mix of all that, Don Mattingly was fired as the Marlins manager. Um, I don't watch baseball. I haven't watched a game all year. I don't watch it until my Dodgers are in the fucking World Series every year. What a- Do you watch Dodgers? And do you care about Albert Pujols? Because I was told something, Sarah, very interesting. Albert Pujols is 42 years old, they say. I was told by a really, really, really reliable source that he's actually 48 years old. (laughs) Even more impressive if he did hit 699 and 700 at 48 years old. He would be the best over Tom Brady if he was 48 years old hitting 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Um, Do you watch baseball or give two squirts? Because if you don't, uh, let's move on. Okay, so I do not watch baseball unless there's no football on. If there is nothing on, like if football season is over and there's not hockey and there's not college basketball, then that's dead time and I will go to a baseball game just to be surrounded by sports. I hope my kids, you know, if they want, they, I think they want to play baseball, which it's hot as fuck here in Florida like come on guys I'll sit out there for football but baseball's so boring oh man it's it's the worst like I said I give two squirts um Aaron Donald records his 100th sack yesterday against the 200 million dollar Kyler Murray who, who who we all love so much Mac Jones x-ray on his ankle came back negative he has a high ankle sprain he runs a five fucking 940 and scored yesterday 
And the Packers play Sammy Watkins on the IR, a hamstring injury. Gives Aaron Rodgers one less weapon. And the Titans offensive tackle, Taylor Lewan should be back on buzzing with the boys with Will Compton sooner than later because he is out for the season, unfortunately. He hasn't played in like a couple years. And Sarah, Rihanna is going to headline the Super Bowl halftime show. Clap it up for Rihanna. I saw that. So I'm actually excited about that because I do like Riri. Now... I saw that Taylor Swift was the original pick, and I was very upset because I was like, what in the F are we doing? I don't want to watch a halftime show with Taylor Swift. And then did she decline it? or? I don't know. I'm not a fan of Riri or whatever you call her. I'm not a, I don't even know who Taylor Swift is, so I couldn't even tell you who the fuck that is. Riri. You don't know Taylor Swift? No. Kanye stopping her on stage at the VMAs and said, Beyonce had the best song of all time and she was the girl who he was like whatever and then taylor swift basically used to be country and then she went pop because she was kind of rejected from the country community because nobody really freaking liked her so she went pop and then now she just sings about all of her boyfriends that she's dated and nobody gives a fuck because all she does is cry boohoo this boy broke up with me i'm gonna go date another guy boohoo he broke up with me too She's oh, no. awful. I, that, see, at least that right is a there, boss bitch. That that right there, Sarah, just made me throw up in my mouth, and and I swallowed yeah. it. I, no, even yeah. all that just right now blew my mind. I gotta go get another drink. Actually, after that, I I have no <laughs> idea. I don't even know any song. I guess I've heard a few songs Rihanna's sang, but I'm not a huge fan either. Really? I'm not a Beyonce, Rihanna. I'm none of them motherfuckers. I'm I'm, I'm old school. Um, I like Rihanna. She's she's a boss bitch. She's one of them girls who. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. she's got her own makeup line, her clothing line, lingerie line. She's she did it. The did the damn thing for herself. Taylor Swift just whines about a boy breaking up with her and I would be ashamed if my daughter's turned out like Taylor Swift. I would be ashamed. Really? Um, yes. I I got a picture of uh Miles Garrett's car. Um <gasps> What was he driving? Uh, looks like a sports car. Uh, we'll get we'll get Mac to get it up on the screen for us in a minute. Once he gets it uploaded, we'll show it here maybe after the break. Um, yeah, Sarah, before drink. we go take a break, I wanted to ask you something. <laughs> I asked you, is Mel Tucker, Dabo, Kirby, Jimbo, Cristobal, Freeman, Kelly, uh, you know, who else did I say? Uh, SC. Um are they worth the money? We went through it. But why isn't Lance Leopold or Clark at Appalachian State or some of these guys worth the money? If those guys are worth it. the money. They have to prove themselves. If they're worth, well, they have proven themselves. They've dominated at their level. Um, how do you dominate at a level if you're not allowed to coach at the level, even though you've dominated at your level? Why is that so hard to grasp? Like, Football doesn't change. The athletes and speed does. The money and resources do. The facilities do. The TV contracts and coverage does. But the coaching does not. Lance Lepo was at a Division three. He went to Buffalo. Right. A four, a, and he won. A, he's won everywhere. That's my point. Yes. So has so the Carolina now, guy. So has a lot of these coaches. Why aren't they giving the chance at the big school then? I think Lance will. 
I think he's definitely about to get paid. Absolutely. If things keep going this way, he should absolutely get paid in case KU better front over and bend it over because that is a huge deal for them to even be in the mentions of a football program again. So they better pay him whatever they need to pay him. Um, I got I, I got I got a. I know Lance pretty good, pretty well. I, I can call him. I think he'll answer. <laughs> I don't think he leaves. I don't think he leaves. Even if I, I, hope he I don't think he leaves, even if offered, because of knowing who he is and how he operates, I don't think he'll leave two years into a rebuild at KU. I, I just don't think he would. Now, if they throw him amount of money that we'd never heard before, like I, I just don't see. I don't think Lance has the Urban Meyer name to be thrown ten million. They're still going to lowball Lance at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. They're still going to lowball him for what he's worth because he's not the sexy hire. Look at my man. He, I love him to death. He looks like a fucking accountant on a movie that looks like he should be doing your books, <laughs> right? Um, he's not the sexy hire. So you're still going to lowball him, I mean, I think Sarah. he gets there. Sarah, you're still going to lowball Heupel. You're still going to lowball him, though. Right, but look at Josh Heupel. He was at Mizzou as the offensive coordinator. They won the SEC East that year. Then he goes to UCF, and then now he's at Well, you missed something. And, he was at Oklahoma first. Right, right. But what I'm saying is that you, they also go through this, like, system – Right. And I think that Lance is there right now, and he should be there. Let me tell you something. Lance never had the opportunity to be a fucking Oklahoma or Missouri or any of those Power 5 schools. Heupel was handed a gift. He better make it happen. Lance Leopold's worked from bottom down to the top, and he still ain't there yet, and he still ain't the sexy hire because he wasn't a Power 5 coordinator. He wasn't a Power 5 coach until recently, the last few years, He's finally got his first Power 5 gig at KU and has proven that small-time coaches can do big things if given an opportunity and full autonomy. And I would be loyal to KU for hiring him. Right. I'm with you, though. I would be. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I, I do think that more coaches like this should be who we pay more Especially when they're winning, they have the proven record as far as it doesn't matter where you're at. I think it's about how you coach and what you're doing with your team. Um, I mean, like, just for example, at the top of my head, Butch Jones, this is why these school they're not giving opportunities to these other people because Tennessee fucked it up with him. Are you kidding me? And then, and then the mindset of, oh, let's hire Jeremy Pruitt or a disciple of Saban. And then they go into these schools and they try to be Saban. You're not Saban. There's a reason why Saban is Saban. So I don't know if that's the, the, the hiring process, these people with their degrees that don't know anything. I don't know if it's the system, like the good old boy system. I don't know what it is. But I, I agree with you. Like Lance Leopold should be getting the bag. We'll see. Regardless uh, of where he's coached, I, I do believe that. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, we can argue about. I mean, look at LSU and Ed O. Are you freaking kidding me? I, well, he, I know because he was interim, won the Natty. Uh, um, here's Miles Garrett's car, by the way. 
That's Miles Garrett's car. Um, doesn't look healthy. Holy shit. Doesn't look healthy. I don't know. It looks like a Porsche maybe or I don't know what it is. Ferrari, Porsche. It doesn't look recognizable. It looks like convertible. Um, <sighs> Was he, it only him? Did he hit somebody? He hit somebody um, or somebody mm-hmm. hit him. Mm-hmm. Somebody hit him or he hit somebody. I don't know. Um, all I know is um, that doesn't look like he was just going 20 miles an hour. Um, I don't care. Now, if a guy was going 100 and hit him at 20, then so, so be it. I, 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 I'll eat my words. But it just doesn't look like he was going 20 miles an hour. Um, so I would love to see the stats on that. It was a 2021 Porsche is what it was. So I was right about the Porsche. Um P.J. Fleck dominated Mel Tucker and a Michigan State team with much more NIL money, with much more better resources, bigger brand, and got dominated two weeks in a row. Washington spanked them. Then they come back and lose to Minnesota. Um, Is Michigan State regretting giving Tucker the bag is my question. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um I don't know if he leaves Minnesota for Nebraska. It's a question Carl Regal asked. I don't know if that's a lateral move at this point, but it just seems to me that Minnesota is a place you want to get the fuck out of. I don't care what (laughs) your record is, uh, but I just can't imagine him rowing the fucking boat at Nebraska. Um, I really don't know. Uh. Um, So... I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, we'll see what happens with that shit. But we're going to get into the first and ten segment um, of the show. Um, and we're going to get into the f- first down uh, right after this great commercial by our sponsors and hosts. And just listen to me and Sarah talk. That's all really what the fuck you got to do. And we'll be back <laughs> in three minutes. And... Uh, I'm going to talk about our MVP quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks right here on this commercial break. And we're going to get right into the first and 10 segment where we're going to break down all things, including Miami giving up 500 yards in offense, plus quarterback Tyler Van Dyke was benched and replaced at Miami. Do we have a problem, Miami? And I'm going to talk about USC surviving in Corvallis, Oregon, along with A&M beating Arkansas in a close one. And how Clemson held off Wake Forest. And DJ, is he back? And is Sam Hartman one of the first quarterbacks picked in this year's draft? All that right after this. I'll see you in three minutes. Peace. And I told you about this fucking MVP thing in the NFL. It is a popularity vote. Whether it's good or bad, on or off the field. Let me break it down. Aaron Rodgers won the last two. Why? Because he's controversial off the field. Plus, we know he's the best ball spinner on it. Lamar Jackson that year was a popular guy. He came in ripping it, running around, freak of nature, all that shit. But we knew he wasn't going to win no real games. Anyone, guys that I know, guys that I know knew he wasn't going to win no meaningful playoff game. But they gave him the fucking MVP. Steve Nash beat Kobe Bryant twice for an MVP in the NBA. You don't think it's a popularity vote? You think Steve Nash deserved it over Kobe fucking Bryant? And then they played in the playoffs that same year, and Kobe fucking ripped his ass in a seven-game series and dominated him? But yet, 
Steve Nash got the fucking MVP. It is not the best. I'm just telling you. So, we're going to see the issues that you're going to see when Lamar Jackson faces a team other than the Jets, A, and B, when he can't stop throwing the football deep. Because if you ever see him throwing crossing routes or digs or curls or fucking even quick balls, he can't throw them. He can throw the ball deep, though. That's his comfort zone because he's used to loaded boxes, man-free, cover zero. Let's fucking let's fucking get everybody to, to bite in down the box, and we'll throw over the top. That's what he can do. So why wouldn't they do that? That's what they do. That is their offense. Why do you think Harbaugh has bought all the way in with all the quarterbacks they have on that roster? McSorley, him, Huntley. They're all the same quarterback. RG3 that's retired now. All the same. They run the same offense no matter who the quarterback is in that particular offense. The only team in the NFL doing it, by the way. The only team in the NFL that has bought all the way in and is completely sold on running triple option, double option, and RPO. Go watch any other team. Justin Fields in Chicago. They do it. And then the backup, who is the backup? Last year was who? The big redhead. He came in and they run in a pro-style offense. Completely different than what they do with Justin Fields. Trey Lance comes in last year for Jimmy G. What do they do? They run a little triple, a little RPO. When Jimmy G, what do they do? Pro-style. Completely different offense. No other team in the NFL runs the same offense with the backup quarterbacks. They run a completely different offense because it's just not smart for the NFL to run your quarterback. What up, what up, what up? Sarah, you good? I'm about to send you this picture. This is crazy outside. Is it naked? The outside? Oh, wow, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Uh, All right, I thought it was a girl or something, naked girl or something. Um. It's just super black. And it's starting, it's like darker and darker and darker. And our trees, it just looks, it's scary. That's really racist, what you just said, by the way. Whatever. Um, My God. Where is um, somebody trying to get into the stream yard, but I haven't, I don't know who's it, who it is. So. Um, what do you mean? Like somebody just try to like pop in? Nah, it, I don't have an 85, um, by the way. I don't have an 85. Um, there's no 85. Um, I got 72, 19, and 20, by the way. So I don't see anything. Um, I hate doing this shit, but prompt expired. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Let's get back to the show. Um, We got this, Sarah. Shady McCoy has come out and and blasted BNME before. He played for BNME, and he says all he does is argue with the players, knows nothing about passing or play calling. Okay? Um, So that's come out. So we, we got that. 
We understand that part of it. Um, I don't like the fact that he said it, okay? Here's another one. This exchange between Patrick Holmes and OC Eric Bieniemy. All Bieniemy does is argue with the players. So, I'm very curious on your take on this deal. Um, what do you think, and how do you look at Eric Bieniemy? I don't know. Before I <laughs> say that, here's uh, breaking news. Hmm. Wow. There his Porsches. Um, I don't know. Look at that road. Like, where the fuck you going? And, and why are you going that fast? Um, very curious to see how this one ends up. And it was after practice. Looks kind of wet, maybe, out there. Um, don't know all that. Don't know the details. But... We're going to move on on the first and ten segment of this show, Sarah. We got a lot to discuss here still. First down, and I'm going to talk about MTSU, Middle Tennessee State, shocking Miami, 45-31. Middle Tennessee never trailed the fucking game. They outscored Miami 507-367 in total offense, outgained them, excuse me. And Middle Tennessee State forced turnovers in the opening three Miami drives. The quarterback was benched, Sarah. Um, the backup came in. Uh, Miami was only a lot, only able to average 1.6 yards per carry on 38 attempts for 60 fucking football yards. Um, Miami was just absolutely torched in the back row on defense. Um, can Miami bounce back in the ACC after losing back-to-back non-conference games? Sarah, what is your take? Can they and will they? So I, I I did read something like a week ago about how Miami's QB was talking shit on his own fan base and how he said he doesn't like playing at Miami because they're not their fan base is does it come and some whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um Well, you gotta fucking win. Know. You gotta win then. <laughs> right. So uh, again, that's another school that needs they need some help. I mean, I guess they need to get, like, Warren Sapp in there. I don't know. They need some help. Well, Warren Sapp, what the fuck is he going to do? DM, DM broads? Well, Dion has him at his practices. Huh? Dion's been having him at his practices. Well, I'm sure he has. What the fuck's Warren Sapp know about coaching? I don't know shit. He's just a name. Well, right, but... I mean, Peyton comes and he hangs out with people here. Like, you got to build that culture back up. You got to make it seem appealing. They need help oh. to have Middle Tennessee State come. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, I that's don't like know. a you know Miami used to be something. No, I agree. And make sure you guys hit the like button, my baby man, Josh. Appreciate you. Hit the like button on three on me. One, two, three. Boom, boom. Hit the like button. There was 280 cats in here, and there's only two likes. What the fuck's going on? Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member today, man. We got some new members this morning. Appreciate you hanging out with us all fucking day long, hearing me talk shit, hearing me talk to my dick-riding fucking chat. Um, 
USC survives a close one in Corvallis. I told you it was going to be close. I told you guys this on Friday. Um, Oregon State plays SC tough all the time. It does not matter. Corvallis is a hard place to win in. Uh, USC survives, leads the nation in plus 14 in turnover margin. They had four turnovers on Saturday, which saved their game, actually. Um, This game should have been a lot more decisive, considering USC remains undefeated and finds a way to win the tough road game. A&M beats Arkansas, uh, Tennessee foe, 23-21. This was a heartbreaking loss for Sam Pittman in Arkansas. Arkansas led 14-0. KJ Jefferson dove over the end zone to take a 20-0 lead. But the ball pops out, and it basically turns the game around. That is what turned the game around. Um, the AM lineman picked up the ball and just took it 98 yards. It just totally depleted the team and the roster. And uh, KJ said Jefferson was held 171 yards passing in the loss. Um, AM's running back had 19 carries for 160. Clemson holds on to a double overtime shootout. Uh, it was a great game to watch if you're an avid fan. Uh, they beat Wake Forest 51-45. Great family friend DJ balled out. I uh, thought he looked good at times. Uh, I think he still struggled mildly in certain situations, but I do agree with Zach. I think the offensive coordinator, the head coach, puts him in a bad situation. Um, their offense is very, really archaic and very, very high schoolish. Uh, but Dion, uh, DJ had one of the best performances of, of, of his career this weekend. 26 of 41, 371, five touchdowns, no picks. Sam Hartman threw for 337, um, 20 of 29, six touchdowns in the loss. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas Tech beat my boy Sark and the Texas Longhorns 37 34 in overtime. Um, Sarah. Wow, you right? Can't, you can't lose these types of games if you're going to No. If you're going to rebuild a place to back to prominence. Um I just don't see how you lose these games. And again, you look great against Alabama and then you struggle versus UTSA, you struggle versus fucking uh Texas Tech and lose in overtime. Um Quint Ewers is hurt, obviously. Uh, the Hudson card went in. He was 20 of 32 touchdowns. He threw a pick. Texas Tech was down by 10. Um, and I, Texas went 6 of 8 on fourth down. Like, why are you going? Why are you in fourth down scenarios so often? Oh, my and, God. and the Texas Tech kid went 38 of 56 for 332 touchdowns, no picks. Um, Texas, man, that has to be a tough, tough loss for them. Um, I don't know if Texas can bounce back after that loss and uh, start 0-1 in conference play. Um, Going to be very, very hard to dig themselves out of. What do you see, Texas? They freaking better. I mean, he better go dog them like Nick Saban would dog them in the locker room because that's bad. I want Texas to be good. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, Sarah. It's going to be interesting. Your K-State, not your K-State, but K-State, Kelly's K-State. Kelly, Kelly's. Kelly's yeah. K-State upsets Oklahoma for the fifth time in 11 years. I called it right here on this show. Um, K-State was a 13-and-a-half underdog. Um, how could Adrian Martinez transfer from Nebraska, go to K-State, and beat Oklahoma, which they've never even came close to at Nebraska? I'm curious. 
Is it all just is it just a culture thing and a fucking coaching job? Because Nebraska was that bad where you losing players to other teams and then they go and beat your fucking team, uh, Oklahoma rival. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know, Sarah. Very interesting. Um, Oklahoma was flagged 11 times for 90 yards. Uh, very undisciplined. Very undisciplined. Minnesota blows out. Michigan State in Lansing, East Lansing, 34-7. Mel Tucker shits the bed as he loses two straight embarrassing losses. Uh, Minnesota is impressive looking on third down, 10 of 12. I mean, fuck. Um, How bad is Michigan State? I don't know. That's bad. Uh, Florida State stays undefeated, beating Boston College 44-14. How good is Florida State? They have Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson coming back to back to back. Over or under, Sarah? They win two out of the three. Wake, NC State, Clemson. Does Florida State beat two or less? Dude, I don't know. Maybe I hope they I hope they are back. I hope. Florida State is back. I don't know. Can they beat any? Can they beat two of those three teams? I mean, Wake Forest is pretty good. NC State is good, right? And NC State is good. Clemson. So they're going to have to compete, and we're going to have to see what they actually do. You know, I say they go one and two. I say they go one I and just two. Don't know. I say they go one and two, and they struggle. Uh, KU beats Duke 35-27, stays undefeated. You're going to owe me money very soon. <laughs> Is Kansas the real threat in the Big 12? My question. Are they mm-hmm. a real viable threat to an Oklahoma State, um, to a Texas, to an Oklahoma? Uh, are they a viable threat right now? They're undefeated. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, look, Texas just got beat by Texas Tech. Maybe. I mean, KU beat Texas last year. That, but they were. Oh that, that my didn't mean god! They were very good. Um, Ohio State looks dominant over Wisconsin, fifty-two twenty-one. Yep. Expected. They started out twenty-eight uh, nothing. They led forty-five-seven in the fourth. Uh, Ohio State had two one hundred-yard rushers. Um, you know, they look good. Wisconsin looks bad. Washington State beat Wisconsin. I don't know what's going on up in Wisconsin. Paul Chris looks like they're not getting the portal kids. It doesn't look like Wisconsin, who's known for being that black and blue, ruddy, gutty uh, team. They're not getting the talent. Um, it's very, very clear. There are a lot of white guys out there on the field, sorry to say. Um <laughs> <laughs> Michigan hangs to beat Maryland. Maryland, uh, I picked Michigan to cover. They did not. I lost that game. Maryland came did to play. Did you see the kickoff? No, I didn't see the kickoff. I know Maryland came to play. Tua's brother balled out. Maryland's doing good under Coach Loxley. Um, Michigan stays undefeated, top 10, but Maryland may be better than we think. Hmm. Auburn wins the toilet bowl, Sarah, beating fucking Ma- he is on the hot seat, though. Beating Missouri. What a fucking shit game that was. Woo. That was the fucking toilet, toilet bowl <laughs> of the SEC. Uh, Brian Harson is a dead man walking. Um, 
Tennessee, hosted by College Game Day, Pat McAfee, Electric Atmosphere Saturday in Knoxville. As Hendon Hooker made a, a case for Heisman consideration, has he done so? I, JB, don't think so, but a lot of people may think that. This turned out to be a battle of quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks make electric plays on the ground through the air. The game started off slow. Tennessee led 3-0 after the first. Florida took a 14-10 lead into the second and pinned Tennessee inside the two-yard line. Hooker would lead Vols on a, one of the greatest drives in Tennessee history. Things really opened mm -hmm. up after a bomb that was caught down the sideline. An incredible diving catch by Hooker to back up wideout Ramel Keaton, who was playing in the place of injured wideout Cedric Tillman. Hooker would later go lead to Tennessee on an 87-yard touchdown drive early in the second half, and the Tennessee would take control of the game. They led 38-21 under five minutes to play, but Tennessee would find a way to make it interesting. I thought Florida was going to fucking win after they got the onside. Billy Napier made a questionable call to go for two and cut the game to nine. Before that, if Billy Napier would have just kicked two extra points in that game, a field goal would have actually tied the football game. Nobody even wants to talk about that. But who do I and what do I know? I missed that all because I'm freaking hurricaned out. Florida trailing 38-33, recovering an onside kick, and luckily by Tennessee they had to give up a 453 yards, four touchdown performance. He also ran it 17 times for 62 yards. This was a huge step for the Vols as they hosted 11 five-star players at the game in recruiting. Mm -hmm. So that is a big deal for Tennessee. Uh... I'm not sold. Florida Sarah. had the best game of their life. I'm not sold because I don't think Florida's a very good football team. I don't think Tennessee's a very good football team yet. I think Tennessee has the potential. I think Tennessee's Tennessee building. is. I think Tennessee's building. Um, they haven't played anybody, in my opinion. I don't think the teams they've played are very good. They played two ranked teams. Pittsburgh's we are the only good. Pittsburgh's not good. Come football on. team in the nation Pittsburgh's to play two ranked teams good. and beat them. If you're counting Pittsburgh, they're not fucking good. Um, okay. We're ranking but anybody. Florida did play Sarah, an amazing game. I, I'm going to give it to them. Everybody nowadays. Football is so fucking watered down. No, um, everybody, everybody is. I mean, Tennessee is. We're in the mentions now. I, I'm telling you, this is different. I was there. It, the feeling was electric. Um, I told you guys that Florida would have the best game that they've ever played. And, and they did. And, I mean, they finally uh, – look at the Colts and the Chiefs. You said that this was their get-right game, and they won. This was Florida's get-right game, and they pulled it together. But they, I'm, they're not the better team. We are, and, and we're definitely competitive. Um, if you look at it, I, Tennessee's doing amazing things, I promise you. This is a different Tennessee team. This is a different – atmosphere josh heupel is really pulling it together he's got a culture out there it's incredible yeah we'll see we'll see sarah you know i don't know let me ask you this let me let me get to the third down we're third and long here third and long all right my third my third down percentage as a coach i think it's roughly around 47 percent which is way ahead of the curve Normal is like 33% on third down. I'm way ahead, right? Hopefully we don't get third and long situations. But having said that, we're in the third and long situation of this show. Grading the Power Five first-year head coaches. I want you to grade them for me, Sarah. I do not have a grade for them. You need to grade them for me. Here we go. 
Tony Elliott, University of Virginia, 2021. He was six and six this year. They are two and two, ranked in recruiting class number 64. Where do you rank Tony Elliott, first year head coach, um, replacing Bronco Mendenhall? Um, where does Tony Elliott stand? And they got actually. They actually played last week um, and lost. Where do you rank him? C minus. C minus grade. I, I give you the same thing. They're two and two. Virginia's in a very bad situation. I don't know if you can win there. I, I, I think you can win there. I just don't know if he was handed a kind of his own death sword. Um, but their offense is fucking stagnant. Their defense lacks interior D linemen. Uh, I don't. I don't like the, where they're headed. Brent Pry, Virginia Tech. They actually look atrocious. Uh, they actually look horrible. Last year they were six and seven. This is this year they're two and two. Their recruiting class is ranked forty third in the nation. Where do you rank? Where do you rank Brent Pry? Mm, D minus. <laughs> B minus? <laughs> I said D minus. Oh wow, D minus. Um, <laughs> hey, we're not bad. You guys, you know, we got D plus. Joe Accord gives them a D plus. CJ gave your your guy C minus two, just like you did. So not bad. Um, I give him a D uh, for Dick. Sunny Dykes. Uh, Sunny Dykes. TCU. They were five and seven last year. He comes over from Crosstown rival and is three and zero. Their recruiting rank is 26th in the nation. They've done a good job there. Uh, where do you rank Sonny Dykes over at TCU? B. B, not bad. He's undefeated there. Sonny Dykes, a good old boy out there in Texas. He he loves that South cooking and coaching. Um, I, I give him an A-. minus. I give him an A- minus because he had to play his alma, or where he was coaching last year, number one, last week. And he also brought in a lot of kids that uh, normally, in my opinion, Gary Patterson lost. So, and I love Gary Patterson, but I think Sonny Dykes has brought a rejuvenation to TCU. We're going to see. I'm curious to see how they end up doing. Um, recruiting class 26, pretty good. TCU is a good program. Patterson had them playing. Nobody wanted to go into TCU and play that defense. I'm just going to tell you right now. Nobody in the country. Um, but I think he's done some decent things there. Sonny Dykes, offensive-minded guy. I don't know if it's going to translate, but we'll see. Dan Lanning. He's actually a good friend of mine. I recruited Jermaine Johnson when he was at Georgia as a D coordinator. He is 3-1. They got the 16th-rated recruiting class. Uh, last year, Oregon went 10-4 and under crystal ball. Where do you give Dan Lanning? He's 3-1, three, three in a row after the debacle in Georgia. Um, where do you rank Dan Lanning? B. Really? Mm-hmm. I give him a C. <laughs> I give him a C. I mean, he, I got a lot of buddies coaching on that staff. I would fail your class if I was taking your class. <laughs> I, I mean, fail. hey, man. <laughs> hey, we're fucking at Oregon. We have Nike. Like, I'm just blown away that this place isn't a fucking powerhouse yet. Like, I'm confused. Um, 
Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame. They went 11 and 2 under the silent assassin, voice changing Brian Kelly. And now they are 2 and 2. Um, recruiting class, though, is number 5. So he's done a good job there. He it's has Notre not done, Dame, though. He has not done a good job on the field. Um, he actually started off 0 and 3 as a head coach. He is now 2 and 2 on the season, 2 and 3 as a head coach. Um, where do you rank Marcus Freeman? F. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can rank them anywhere right now. F. It's easier to recruit to Notre Dame. Like, I, I, like, honestly, if you think about it, it's just a different breed. So there are going to be kids that want to go play for Notre Dame. That's a different environment it's a different breed it's a different name to you oh i played at notre dame you know what i mean but marcus freeman uh, keep talking keep talking let me talk uh, yeah i don't know i give josh heupel an a plus plus y'all i do he's the man <laughs> but yes notre dame mm, they suck Tennessee doesn't. All right. All right. <laughs> Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. I almost, started, um, I almost started seeing your Rocky Top, so glad you came back. <laughs> all right. No, no, no. Marcus Freeman. Um, Mario Cristobal, 2-2, two and two, recruiting ranking class 10, recruiting class top 10. They just lost to Middle Tennessee. Where's your ranking of Miami? Coach Mario Cristobal. D. D. Yes. I kind of agree. Um, I don't like his grade. I don't like what he's done. I, I don't like how he left Oregon. I do understand he's from Miami. His mom, apparently the excuse is his mom was sick or whatever. I get it. Um, you're from there. You want to play there, coach there. I get it. That's cool. Um, I just think there's more of a professional way to go about it. Um, having said that, it takes time when you're a first-year coach. You have to do some things. Um, you can't lose a Middle Tennessee. I don't give a fuck what, what year you're in. Um, so I give him a D-minus right now. I give him a D-minus. Um, Brian Kelly, LSU, 3-1. 7th rated recruiting class in the nation, though. Um they beat Mississippi State. They beat fucking, uh, you know, they lose the Florida State game one. They've won three in a row since. Where is your Brian Kelly meter at? Okay, so we play LSU. We're on a bye week. Next week we play LSU. Um, it will be an interesting matchup, I think. Our quarterback also has zero picks. So I wouldn't say it's an even match, but it's it's a good match. Um, now Brian, Sarah, I lost to the hurricane. I'm sure. Um, Nino, I don't know if he's done better than what we expected. I think uh, you back for the meantime. Yes. Uh, 
This is nasty out here. It's getting it's, really bad. Oh uh, yeah. If you gotta go, you gotta go. Don't even don't just just go. No, go no, ahead. I'm good. You got I'm Elon, good. You got Elon Musk anyway. I got homeowners. I got homeowners insurance. Hey, I hear that. But California is always right here. Right on the left coast, we're sitting here pretty 85 degree weather. Um let me ask you this. Billy Napier, two and two, eleventh rated recruiting class. You guys just beat them. They beat Utah, who I didn't think it looked like a bunch of stiffs. Utah should have beat that team by 21 points, to be honest. Um, I don't like what I see. And, I, I, again, mm-hmm. we hire guys that I don't understand how they get these jobs. Florida, Miami, Florida State, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Texas require a different type of coach. He has to have high energy. He has to be able to adapt and overcome and recruit better than anyone else. And he has to be a personality that attracts fan base. Those institutions I just named need that type of guy. Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, Sark. You got to have that personality, that, that guy. So I Billy don't see Napier, Napier as that guy. After, I don't see Napier as that guy. After what I saw Saturday, I mean, he got he got fifteen point or fifteen yard penalty. Sarah keeps going in and out. Um, De- Napier just I don't like what I saw. I want to see what Sarah had to say. Um, you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, I said he got a penalty, um, a 15-yard penalty after he came out on the field. And and then right after that, we went down there and scored. Had that have not happened with his behavior, I think that changed the morale of everything. So that wasn't impressive. He reminds me so much of like a Jeremy Pruitt. Like that's comparable. Butch is like Shane Beamer. Um, but I give Billy... I give him an F. This is bad. Like, granted, they did make changes. I think this year, um, as far as how they played us, because it was a passionate game and, and did make adjustments for Anthony Richardson. Um, they got him the roll that he needed, made the adjustment, but. Um, Sarah, our good friend <laughs> Joe Accord said that the. Storm is literally above your house, so be careful. Um, yeah. Brent Venables, Oklahoma, 3-1, sixth-ranked recruiting class in the nation. They lose to K-State over the weekend. They are 3-1. and one. Uh, I give Brent Venables a B-. minus. What do you give him? Mm, I give him a B- minus too. Lincoln Riley, 4-0, starting off hot. Everybody thinks they're good. We'll see what happens. Their recruiting class is 14th. Not impressive because I know Lincoln's living in the portal. Uh, I give Lincoln Riley a B-plus to date only because of what he's done to date by winning games that they could have easily lost last night, uh, included a Saturday night to Corvallis. Uh, I'm, I, I like to see them get through that game, even though people don't realize it's a tougher game than people think. Uh, I give them a B plus for what they're doing on offense right now. And Caleb Williams, I don't know if I'm a believer or not yet. Um, 
I told everybody that he was going to have an average season. He looks good at times, and he looks bad at times. Um, what do you give Lincoln Riley? An F, because he tried to do that shit with Brew McCoy. Okay. You, a zebra doesn't change stripes. Stop being a homer, <laughs> Sarah. That I'm just kidding. No, I actually, I, I would give him an A right now. A? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. But don't ever tell anybody that. If you guys, I swear to God, like. Hey, Joe Accord prediction. He said this might be the last day you see Sarah on the TV show, by the way. That's not nice, yep. Joe. That is, I hope we no. don't have a, is it a hurricane or a tornado? Well, it's the same shit, I guess. Um, well, they uh, canceled school all week. They, I, my my lash lady canceled my appointment. My hair, everybody. Like Amazon not delivering out here for a week, but. Oh, yeah. Hey, we don't have that problem in California, FYI. <laughs> Make sure you guys on the way out of here, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Uh, man, we're right here at two hours. It's been a great show. Sarah's dealing with the hurricane. We're going to get out of here. I've had a long day. We're going to get right to... Um, Tomorrow, wake-up show tomorrow. We'll have the great Marcellus Wiley on this Friday. Plus, we'll have Brandon Lang Friday and then Matt McChesney on Wednesday. we got an action-packed week. Um, join us every day, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on the Coach JB Show with Sarah Blake. Show's brought to you by BetOnline.ag and CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps, on Canadips and believe uh, betonline.ag use the promo code believe50 B-L-E-A-V 50 um, I will be doing an after hours here for a minute uh, we'll get Sarah out of here she's dealing with more things that's yeah. serious than I am and uh, Sarah it's been good I'll see you tomorrow uh, we got a lot to discuss especially Monday Night Football we'll be talking about tomorrow during the show so before you get out of here who you got Giants Cowboys Mm, Giants. I'm with you on that. I'm with you, I'm with you on that. Um, it's good that you d- bet that because I did not want you to lose two two times to me, KU and the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I'm going with Giants tonight as well. Uh, after hours in the after party, we'll be right here. Sarah, I'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate you. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye, guys. Later. Um, after hours will be right here. Stay tuned. Audio side, I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for the Coach JB Show. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JB Show with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JB Show. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.